Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with that money that really matters. If you're like most Americans, you've probably been using the same basic investment strategies since you invested your first dollar. Now you find yourself facing increasing challenges from volatile markets, rising inflation, and higher taxes. Are you using the best possible solution to preserve your retirement nest egg? Ask yourself one important question. Have you outgrown your current strategy? Now may be the best time to consider the benefits of using a higher level of planning and management of your personal wealth. The goal of our program is to help you explore a variety of proven strategies to preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth, valuable strategies that have not been readily available to most consumers. If you're looking for straightforward and objective advice to help you elevate your planning and overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Elite Wealth Strategies Program, sponsored by WealthCare Investment Center. Here's your hosts, Bruce Smith and Rayanne Heaster. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Elite Wealth Strategies. It's another wonderful, wonderful day. I'm here with the lovely Rayanne Heaster. How are you doing today, Rayanne? I'm great, Bruce. How are you today? Good. How's the family? Doing well. Yep, all ours... healthy, all healthy, thankfully. Not so... find a piece of wood. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't want to speak too soon, but <sighs> Yeah, we've we've had you know, we've had friends going through the flu, the the various flu elements out there and a few, you know, COVID case here and there. But uh, we've been we've remained healthy and, and uh, kind of kept our, our distance from people that are hacking and doing different things. And uh, we hope you're out there healthy and, and strong. And thanks for joining us today. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but you know, it is, we are in the thrust of the new year. With that, you know, people have lots of questions. Over the next few weeks, we want to talk about a lot of questions that people have asked, the traditional questions we hear from people, questions that we get on our site, WealthCare. That's Wealth, K-A-R-E, Wealth Like Money, K-A-R-E.com. Uh, you can go there and a little little box pops up. You can type your questions in there uh, directly to me. I'll get them and we can use them on the air. Uh, we won't mention you by name, but we will use your question and get you that answer. So these are questions other people have asked or people have asked us in, in during our interview process and our planning and management processes or really over time. So, but if, you know, the goal today is as you're listening to this, you know, the number one thing we hear, and we've had a lot of good response. We've actually been pretty busy uh, from people calling in off the radio, which uh, thank you for that. But people tell us, you know, that, that they like our process. Our process is different. It is unique. And we always say that, you know, that, that wealth care, you know, what we've done over the years is we've really created a process where, you know, we do provide a higher level of planning and wealth management than you typically see out there. We do one level of planning. You know, we don't do the gold, the silver, the platinum, different things out there. But it's really a collection of multiple strategies that w with a very simple goal. We want to maximize all the available opportunities we see out there for gains. We want to minimize the opportunities for losses, not just market losses, but losses in regards to overpaying taxes, uh, losing the ability to, you know, compound our money over time for money we lost to unnecessarily overpaying for taxes, things like that. So, uh, you know, having strategies to, you know, protect our wealth preserve wealth, you know, have the, the, the wealth uh, enhancement with tax planning. So all these things come together in processes or strategies that you typically don't see. Most people just have asset allocation. They've got an investment portfolio, right, Rand? Right. So, uh, but today we're going to talk about uh, a variety of, of questions that you, know, you may have had, or maybe you've been thinking about this, or maybe you hadn't thought of these questions and it's going to help you get some answers. And again, knowledge is the greatest power to help you maximize the benefits from your portfolio, from your wealth that you have out there. So with that, uh, Rand, you, you uh, unearthed that there's a, a study that was done, I think, last year. Well, last this is 23, so I yes. guess in 21, uh, it was done by Ameriprise. And what did they find out there? Kind of like, that was kind of like the post-COVID year. So what did we find out there? Yeah. In fact, a 2021 study by Ameriprise Financial found that the COVID-19 crisis compelled Americans to take steps to improve their financial situation that they might have otherwise put off. That includes developing a retirement savings plan, uh, developing a will or an estate plan, and working with a financial advisor. Uh, do you think that seems pretty accurate, Bruce? Um, I, I do. You know, it's and, and there were there were numbers with that. They said, you know, basically over half, 56 percent that developing a retirement savings plan, having a retirement plan uh, was something now that became important to them. You know, they had time on their hands and, and they got they had time to kind of stop and think about this. And we've said this a thousand times on this show that study after study after study has shown that approximately one out of four people have a formal retirement plan. So three out of four don't. So more people. So half of these people surveyed by Ameriprise are going, hey, Hey, I've been kind of had time on my hands and I'm looking over my finances. You know what? I, I got to get serious about having a retirement plan. So over half of them felt that was important. So I thought that was a, that was a good light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, developing a will. 
or having an estate plan? You know, this is always a constant challenge. Again, almost half of them, 44%. A, a will is, you know, people people uh, stall out when it comes to having a will because a will is an admission of mortality. You know, yes. we are all going to die someday. And when you, when you have that finality of saying, okay, when I die, here's what I want to happen to my stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about that. You know, that that's tough. And, and, you know, then also the idea that you, you know, in many cases in the past, you would go and you would pour out your heart in front of a stranger, an attorney somewhere and, and have, and have to make all these decisions. And then lo and behold, what if they ask you a question and then you just feel all flustered? Uh, you know, the, the neat thing is today, you know, the technology exists out there that, you know, you can do a lot of this stuff online. I mean, we've seen people, we're not endorsing any of this, but you know, they could use, uh, you can use legal zoom online. Uh, there is a, uh, a lot of people use Quicken has, uh, the software or you can buy it on Amazon. I think it's called Quicken Willmaker. I think it works in 49 states or something like that. Uh, you know, so you can literally, you know, plug in your your MacBook or your PC, and 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 it's really point and shoot. You know, from everything we've seen, you it's kind of who are you? Are you married? Who's your wife? Do you have any kids? Got any grandkids? Who are all these people? You know, where you want your stuff to go? But more important, and I, and I can't stress this enough is there's two additional documents that you really need to look at. One is having a power of attorney. This is a document that says that somebody else, not you, can take care of your your financial affairs, your insurances, your file your tax returns, uh, take care of things with regard to your retirement accounts, investment accounts, whatever, if you are unable or incapacitated to do so. And, you know, not that they're to to run off with your money, but, you know, so many times we see situations where uh, somebody is in a a temporary uh, debilitated health situation or they've had a stroke or, uh, God forbid, you know, they're, they're in a declining health position with uh, dementia or something like that. And, and they, you know, they reach out to us uh, to discuss their, the, the, that, that spouses or partners accounts. And we have to tell them, um, sorry, I can't discuss that with you, or you can't facilitate anything there. So having that power of attorney is, is able to take, and the power of attorney dies when you do. So it's, it's what you do during your lifetime. So you can generate those documents again with a legal zoom or a quick and will maker or what have you. So, you know, not just a will, but having that. And then finally the living will. Uh, and this is not, uh, Hey, I was in a car crash and and I, I had a large lump on my head, so they're going to turn off my life support. <laughs> That's not the case. Uh, it, it basically, you are terminal, but uh, all they're going to do is prolong your your life with a feeding tube or stuff like that. You know, you get to make those choices while you still have the wherewithal to do that. A living will, you know, instructs the medical professionals, the healthcare facilities. This is these. This is what I want. Uh, in my case, you know, I want to be uh, give me give me good meds, <laughs> make me comfortable, and let me let me exit stage right. You know, I don't want to be kept alive by a machine. That's my choice. So, you know, having those and, and not have a family member try to make those decisions, hard decisions, you can make them while you have your wherewithal. So a will, a power of attorney, and a living will, I think, are the three most important documents. And, and quite often, a lot of people, when they need them most, they haven't, they haven't put them in place. So, you know, save yourself a lot of grief, save your family a lot of grief, do that. And, that, and people came to that conclusion when they had time on their hands to stop and slow down their life due to COVID. Remember, we always call that house arrest with, with nice furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, you know, working with a financial advisor. You know, there they were basically saying, okay, you know, what is there? Is there an advantage? And, and I always use the keyword value. Is there value? in working with a financial advisor. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the show. But you know, for most people, um, if all you're doing is you have investments, a collection of investments, you know, whether it be in your 401k plan or whether you have it directly with a one of the big houses like Fidelity or Vanguard or, or TD Ameritrade or Schwab or whoever, you know, or if you have it, you know, uh, wherever, you know, Merrill Lynch or whatever, you know, is working with an advisor more valuable than doing it yourself. So a lot of people looked at that and, and they're going, you know, well, I, I think working with an advisor has value. If it's only the investment portfolio, you know, a lot of people may become do-it-yourselfers because they don't see value in that. We, you know, we've seen, we've been doing this 36 years. <laughs> and, you know, obviously the time you see people changing advisors, the, the, the highest frequency of change is when the market tanks. You know, we, we've educated a lot of people in our seminars and our webinars and different events that we do in our television show and our radio programs. But, you know, here's what happens is that the reality is this, is that, you know, so let's say they have an advisor and let's go back to 2007, the banking crash. And, you know, people used asset allocation, you know, so they have, they have one strategy, asset allocation. They have so much in the stock market and they have so much in the bond market. And, and then 2007 happens and the market crashes and they're going, wait a minute, I've lost all this money. You know, my advisor is not doing his job. 
So they fire him and they hire a different one. And what happened? The market turned around, the market's going up and they're going, hey, this guy's doing okay. Mm -hmm. And then the COVID crash happened and they're going, hey, I just lost a bunch of money. This guy's not doing his job or this gal's not doing her job or this team's not doing their job. And they fire him and they say, you know what? I paid that one guy. He didn't do his job. I paid these people. They didn't do their job. I'm just going to do it myself. So they, they take over themselves. They take their money to a, one of the big houses, Fidelity or whatever. And, and what happens? The account goes up in value. And they're going, see, I didn't need them. Life is good. And then 2022 happened. <laughs> and the account went down, down, down. And they're going, um, I don't have anybody to blame. <laughs> and, you know, but the fact of the matter is it wasn't the advisor. It was that they put all their ducks in, in, in they put all their eggs in one basket. And, and, and we know how expensive eggs are these days. How yeah, about that? You know, gosh. it's cra It's like steak. I'm I mean, thankful it's for my backyard chickens. Yeah. yeah. Rayanne, ladies and gentlemen, you know, she has her own private supply <laughs> of very good eggs. Yes, you know, very much that she so. She does share with people that she likes, <laughs> case in point. But um, so, you know, the thing is, asset allocation, you're basically, you're, you're dealing in the unknown. You're saying, okay, I have money in the market. I have money in stocks. I have money in bonds. And, and it's, it, you're hanging your hat on one single strategy to get you where you need to be. And, and the problem with that is you don't know, you know what the future holds. And, and as the market turns, then obviously you watch your, you watch your money go away. You know, I was, I was at an investor conference recently, and I saw a very interesting approach. And, and at this conference, one of the advisors, one of the top guys in the country, he said, here's how I explain it to people. And I thought this was really good. I've never heard it this way. He said, a more realistic way to think about this is that when you buy something and you buy an investment, your money is already lost because you gave it to somebody else in exchange for the investment that you bought. And at a later date, you might recover some of it, all of it, or you might even make a profit when you sell that investment to somebody else and they give you their money. Interesting. I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it, you know, is, is that that, yeah, that, that's the... That's the truth, right, you know, yeah. and, and it's not just stocks and bonds. I mean, you know, whether you buy a car or whether you buy a house or whatever, you know, it, it's, you know, you've already, you sack, you've given away the money in exchange for something, you know, in the case of Jack and the Beanstalk, it was for a handful of beans, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so whether you, whether you take a loss or whether you break even or whether you make money, it really depends on, and when you inevitably get money for that. Uh, you know, after somebody passes, you know, and, and there's that, that fire sale of people's stuff. You know, we, we see, you know, how much money, you know, in, in a quick sale people get for stuff. And quite often it's not near what something's right. actually worth. So I thought that was a, an interesting way to put that. But um, so that, you know, as we talk about risk and, and loss and, and, and things like that, you know, it's really that perspective, how you look at it. Uh, and we're going to be talking more about that as we go through some of the questions people have asked. So, but uh, we need to take a break. So we are here on Elite Wealth Strategies and the wonderful Ray Ann and Bruce Smith. I'm here with you and we'll be back in a few. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. You're listening to the Elite Wealth Strategies radio program with Bruce Smith and Rayanne Huster. Welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies. I'm your host, Rayanne. I'm here with my co-host, Bruce Smith. Bruce, here are a few topics that people think that are important to have a comfortable retirement. I want to get your take on these. Um, starting out, the first one, claiming Social Security benefits at your full retirement age. Uh, that's what, a good one. Why that's, do you think that makes sense? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, first of all, I mean, I, I really get upset when people, they, they take Social Security and they, and they kind of carve it off and make it its own little separate topic. Should you take it at full retirement age? Should you wait? 
till 70? Should you take it early? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into when you should take Social Security. Our approach uh, is that you should never, and I rarely use that word, but you should never take Social Security or anything like that and consider it by itself. It should be part of your overall income plan. So when you take it, let's let's just, you know, kind of move it a different way. So let's say age 70. Well, if you wait till 70, where are you going to get your income from? Well, you're going to have to take it out of your IRAs. So you start depleting your nest egg on your on over here while you're waiting to build up some income stream from Social Security. So that's where this argument comes in that you take it at full retirement age. Even if you're still working, you can take it and you're going to minimize depleting the nest egg that you have. One of the things that we like to do is even if you don't need the income, I am a fan of taking it at full retirement age, but we like to think outside the box. You know, we're very big at trying to get Uncle Sam out of our retirement, you know, as far as tax strategies. Uh, and one of the things we do as far as thinking outside the box is, is what if we don't need Social Security income, but we take that income and we use that money over, so let's say age 66, full retirement age to 70, let's say we don't need the money, let's take that four years of Social Security income and use that to pay for Roth conversions. And in many cases, that can create two, three, four hundred thousand dollars of Roth money that you wouldn't have otherwise had, and you left Uncle Sam pay for it with your Social Security payments. And then at age seventy, whatever that differential was, you pulled out of your Roth, and you've actually lowered the tax burden on that income stream that you would have got at age seventy instead of getting Social Security. So people are under the under the illusion, uh, and I think the financial industry fuels this, which I hate, uh, you know, hey, come in and we'll show you how to maximize Social Security. We said it many times on this show, tell me the day you're going to die, and I'll show you how to get the maximum dimes out of Social Security. Right. It shouldn't be a standalone. It should be, you know, considered as part of the overall plan. And if you have a plan that is, is all-encompassing, a very broad plan that includes the wealth enhancement uh, process of tax planning, uh, Social Security can be a very amazing tool in that regard. So don't take a thumb rule like this or just an idea of take it one, one point. Let's find how it fits in your specific plan for you and your family. Okay. So what about planning the order in which you withdraw from your retirement accounts? I mean, how, how do you know when to withdraw from your different accounts? <laughs> You know this. You know it, when you look at your when you look at your wealth for retirement, your, your nest egg. Uh, again, you know people they look at all these different accounts. They look at their IRAs. They look at their regular investment accounts. Their checking, their savings, their Roth IRAs. And and you know when do I pay? What is the most efficient? Typically, one of the biggest concerns is taxation. When should I pay the taxes? What is the best tax strategy? If you don't have a First of all, if you don't have a comprehensive plan, then you really have no way of, of understanding or comparing the expense of, of the tax burden you're going to have in retirement. Tax planning by itself is not just about the tax cost, whatever that expense is on a year-by-year -year basis in a forward-looking approach. It's also the loss of capital in paying those taxes and, and having it not accumulate. You know, basically, if you, if you square up on Uncle Sam and pay him off, then you get to keep 100% of the gains on those accounts. And how does that work? How does that fit into the equation? So Wall Street and the banks and the, and the insurance companies, they love to, to have you carve your money off into buckets and say, okay, put some in this bucket and this bucket and this bucket. And a lot of times those buckets are products. Buy this product for over here, this product for over here, and this product for over here. You know, it should never be a product solution. To get, you, you're not going to typically see any kind of maximization of your wealth if you buy products to get there. So I, I don't think it's necessarily which account should I draw from. It's basically, you know, what is the income I need? Am I taking into account inflation? Am I taking into account the payment of taxes? So what is that bill each year going to look like? And then, you know, where is my, where, where does the financial planning system show that I'm getting it from? You know, and before you say about withdrawal, let's understand, first of all, where are the sources of guaranteed income? Do you have a pension? Do you have Social Security? Does your spouse have a pension? Does your spouse have Social Security? What percentage of your need is going to be covered by those stable forms of income? And then how much will be supplemented from the nest egg? So again, it's a little more complex equation to get to the right answer to find that efficiency and to minimize the cost over time, again, maximizing growth and maximizing the, the end result. So it's not just I pull from this account for two years, then I shift over to here. Again, part of a comprehensive plan. And it's got to be custom fit for your situation. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so 
Going off of that, then, why is it important to know how much you'll need and when? <laughs> this is one of the hardest ones out there because I would say, hands down, the hardest question we ask people, you know, we go through our 10-step process, uh, which is, you know, be involved in your money, see your money as a pile of cash. We talk about smart strategies to, you know, our wealth management strategies to minimize risk, to we want to get maximum value for fees that you're paying. We want to minimize taxes. We want to maximize income, maximize Social Security benefits, uh, minimize costs to transfer to your heirs, have a comprehensive plan of taking action. So how much do you need and when? When you do income, you know, we look we look our, our, our people in the eyes, our couples, and say, okay, do you have a budget? <laughs> and when you do, you know, a lot of times it's that deer in the headlights look. And, you know, if you're going to build a plan, you know, you, garbage in, garbage out is the old computer term. Basically, if, you know, how much money do you need? to run your household because we need to know that today and then we're going to add inflation to it and you know we're going to add that ugly monster in there taxes because it's not how much you know you get in your hand to spend it's how much did I have to take out of an account pay uncle sam and the net residue is what ends up in my hand that I can spend so knowing how much you'll need uh, from a, an expenditure standpoint how much you'll need in the future at a higher expenditure due to inflation and then having the net net value after you pay taxes because that's an additional expense you're going to incur over time you need to know what that price tag looks like for retirement over your lifetime if i just show you only the price tag the cost factor people lose their mind because it's in a lot of cases it's it's a couple million dollars and they're going i don't have that kind of money and well time out you know what does a lifetime of two social security incomes add up to you know so so it does bring that number back down to to the real world where you know in fact your nest egg will fuel it it will take care of things but this this is a big one, you know, is I agree with this one. You do need to know, have a handle on what your expenses are and, and to help people get there. You know, what we always tell them is I said, you know, if I, if I came to you January 1st and, and said, okay, how much money do I need to put in your hand today that it will get you through till December 31st? So spendable money uh, that'll get you from now to December 31st. And, and in the lifestyle, you become accustomed. We're not going out and buying a Ferrari. We're not buying a vacation home. We're not living it up with, you know, a trip to the Caribbean every month, nothing like that. But, you know, your normal lifestyle, what does that cost? And, you know, a lot of times, you know, when we, we build these plans, it's funny because, you know, we do find reality for a lot of people. We have people that have overestimated. You know, they put a huge safety margin in. They're like, you know, well, that's not realistic. I thought I needed 90 grand a year. I really only need about 60. It's nice to know that. Uh, we find people that say I need 60 and they really need 80. And, and that's a game changer. So this is one of the key areas that, you know, have a, a reasonable understanding of what the family budget looks like. Some people come in with an absolute spreadsheet right on the money and they can show us here's how much I need. So I think that's very key. Okay. And then last, working with a professional, how does a consumer determine value when working with an advisor? You know, that's that's going to be a long answer. And, I, and actually, there's a mathematical way to get there. We're going to, we're going to help our, our listeners with that, but we'll do it during our next segment. I see we're, we're coming up on the half hour here. So um, with that, I want to say that, you know, we're getting, I hope, I hope we're helping a lot of people out there because we're asking questions that you should be asking. And I hope you like the answers you're hearing. I hope you're finding this information useful. And we'll be right back and we will talk about working with a professional when we come back. You've been planning your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroying your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second option. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is your best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our high level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. You're listening to the Elite Wealth Strategies radio program with Bruce Smith and Rayanne Huster. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that could make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your hosts, Bruce and Rayanne. Welcome back. You're listening to the Elite Wealth Strategies program. 
And I'm here with the wonderful, wonderful, amazing, if I might add, Rayanne Heaster. <laughs> and I'm Bruce Smith, your co-host, Rayanne. <laughs> she did. She was very kind last segment. She didn't say the super talkative Bruce Smith. <laughs> you know, when the break we talked about it, she said she was going to say it, but then she chickened out. So, <laughs> but that's okay. So before the break, we were going through um, important things that people believe you, know, you should have if you want to have a more comfortable retirement. We talked about. Uh, when to claim your Social Security benefits, uh, what order you should be pulling things from your different accounts, and knowing how much you'll need and when. Those were pretty good ones. And then there was a fourth one. So where were we at when I ran? Yeah, it was about working with a professional. Uh, how does a con- how does a consumer determine value when working with an advisor? Ah, uh, that's that's a great question, and that's you know that's one that um, that's probably one of the ones that we hear more than almost anything else is that you know people. Uh, you know, they're constantly saying, okay, I, I have an advisor and, and this one is, this is a moving number. It's all over the board because, you know, you have some people that they say, you know, Hey, I have an advisor. I like my advisor. They do a good job. And if you ask them, you know, what is it they do for you? Because the first step in our process is we always tell people that they need to be involved in their money because it's their money. And obviously if the success or failure of their plan of the management of their money uh, will ultimately affect them more than it will ever affect an advisor or a financial company. And if you're going to involve an outside party, in this case, a financial professional, then they've got to bring a significant value to the table. And, and so when we ask them, you know, to basically describe or measure that value, um, you know, quite often they'll say things like, you know, well, um, they know th- I made money. You know, like, okay, well, did you make money? because of the market or did you make money because of the advisor, <laughs> you know? And I, I tell them, I say, we won't make you money. The market will make you money. You know, we won't lose your money. The market will lose your money. You know, you can't have it both ways. Like if the market's up, a lot of times an advisor will take credit and say, Hey, you made you a lot of money. The market goes south. Well, the market did that. You can't have it both ways. It's either A or B. So the value of an advisor, um, you know, is, is really a mathematical process. Is that you know there's 400 and some 400 and some thousand advisors in America today that you could choose from to work with, and in most cases it it really comes down to investment consulting because that's what they're doing, and and what they do they all use kind of the same model and that is they do some kind of an asset allocation pie for you you know they ask you some risk questions and from that they're able to glean a number or some kind of a quotient or some something. And that determines that you should have X amount of your money allocated to stocks, X amount of your money allocated to bonds. And this is this is from a, a Nobel paper that was done back in, the, I think it was the 60s. Um, so, you know, you should have X amount in the market and what they call the efficient market model. Um, so you have so much in the stock market, so much in the bond market. So, okay. And that is how you control risk. Now, Rayanne, you know, we've, we've been beat on this for years, okay? So if you, if you want to make more money, then you have to take more or less risk. More. More, you know, and, and, and the financial industry's told that forever. And if we take less risk, we would expect more or less return. Right. Less, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what we've always been told. And is that, in fact, the truth? And, you know, the answer, the answer is no, it's not the truth. And, and if you want to, to look to where, you know, to get that information, look to successful investors like a, a, a guy kind of nobody's ever heard of, but his name's Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Warren Buffett, you know, he says his first rule of money uh, is, is don't lose money. Right. His second rule is C rule number one. But what's interesting is uh, if you look to your large endowments, you know, they, they, they have this, you know, you're, you're talking about Yale, Harvard, MIT, you know, these, the, all these schools, if you look at the annual report for their, uh, these big institutional money, money management uh, items for these endowments, you'll see language that says mitigating losses will take precedence over maximizing gains. Not losing money is more important than how much money we can make. And, you know, so everybody out there, I think the goal of your portfolio should be from an investment consulting standpoint should be you want to always maximize the opportunities for gains and you want to minimize the opportunities for losses yet wall street is is indoctrinating us and telling us you know look if you want to make good gains then you got to take a lot of risk 
And if you don't take a lot of risk, you're going to make measly gains. And that's not really the case because, because the fact of the matter is that you can construct portfolios that have, that have good upside potential and they minimize the downside. I mean, the institutional investors know how to do it. You know, Warren Buffett came out, there was a book on, on Buffett and what he said was this. He said, you can measure uh, the return on, on your investments. That's a fair and equitable return, but a better measure is risk adjusted return. And if you use this, then you will tend to look more to investments that have more upside potential than downside potential. And if you do that, that'll work about perfectly, his words, perfectly in helping your returns. So if you look at a portfolio that's stocks and bonds, and you look down the road, let's say two years from now, what can you tell me today about that portfolio? You know, what, how do you know what it's going to do two years from now? What can you tell me in advance? Anything, Ryan? No. It's a total unknown. Yeah. There's, there's no way to know that. Right. You know, and, and then when you talk about whenever, you know, Warren Buffett's talking about potential, you know, well, what's the upside potential and the downside potential of buying Walmart? I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know how high it can go. I don't know how far it can go down. Now, we can, we can look to the past. And we can say, well, the most it ever made over a certain period of time is X. And the most it ever lost was Y. But the reality is that, you know, and, and we do get this warning from Wall Street. They're very good at this. They're saying past performance is not an indicator of future results. So we'll translate that for the average person. We have absolutely no idea what that what's going to happen in the future, regardless of whatever's happened in the past. <laughs> right. And that's the truth. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, what we do when, like, when we build a portfolio, you know, we bring additional strategies in, not just asset allocation where we're using stocks and bonds. The first thing we say is, okay, you know, we want to kind of use that, 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 that gauntlet that Buffett has laid down. And we said, okay, so let's first of all look for, uh, let's look for an opportunity to allocate monies to wealth protection. So can we find assets that have upside potential, good upside potential, but have no down, downside. So if market goes south, they won't lose us. They won't lose any money for us. Does that meet his requirement of having more upside potential than, than downside? Well, if there's no downside to it, does that meet our requirement? Right. Yeah. yeah that works. Okay. Yeah. And we might allocate 30 or 40% of a portfolio to that and that works. Okay. Now, then we look at wealth preservation. Now, wealth preservation is not protection. It's not total protection against the downside but we'll use a cushion of protection. It might be 10 or 20% that if the market goes south over a specified period of time, let's say uh, 18 months, 24 months, what have you. And if the market went south during that period, that we have that cushion of protection. So if the market went south, you know, within that, that cushion, if it went down, you know, if you have a 20% cushion and it went down five or 10 or 15 or 20, we wouldn't lose anything. It would, it would have the appearance of total protection in that regard. But if it went down 25, we'd have 20% protection, that cushion, so we'd lose five. If it went up 25%, though, you know, we, we would be up, you know, significantly. Let's say 20 or 25%, depending on how it was structured. So, again, does it have more upside potential than downside potential like Buffett is talking about? And the answer is? Yes. Yeah. So, and let's take 25% of our portfolio and put it there. So, if we put 40% and protected it. And 25% and, and used our cushion of, of protection for wealth preservation. Now we've got 65% of our portfolio that is, that is tied to the market, has decent upside potential, but we don't, have, we don't have near the downside issue that we would have had with a traditional. But we also know that we look down the road 24 months from now, we know that 40% of that money is not going to go down in value. We know that 25% of that money is not, is, is not going to go down much if the market has gone down deep or if the market has not gone down a lot, it would actually not have gone down at all. We take the remaining 35% and we do use asset allocation, but we'll use a percentage in the stock market, a percentage in the bond market, and a percentage in alternative investments like gold or real estate trusts or things like that. So it is. So now what are we doing? We're using probably we're using market protection, wealth protection, plus wealth preservation, plus asset allocation alternatives, plus asset allocation stocks, plus asset allocation bonds. That's five 
different strategies to build our portfolio instead of two strategies, just stocks and bonds. So we're using many more strategies, and that's the key, is looking for all strategies possible to maximize the opportunity for gains and minimize the opportunity for losses. Now, which, uh, which of those designs has the better potential for value for the client in both up markets and down markets? Because in up markets, you'll measure that value by gains. But in a down market, we measure that value how? By losing less money, right, Rayanne? Right. Yeah, so, so that's how it works. Then we take and we add the best ingredient of all. We add a sixth strategy, wealth enhancement. We take and we wrap 100% of that portfolio with a wealth enhancement strategy, which is tax planning. Basically saying, how do we get the most, how do we keep as much of that gain as possible for the consumer and minimize giving as much of that gain as possible to Uncle Sam? So when you put all of that together and you compare A to B and you say, which has the greatest value from working with a professional? I think it's pretty obvious option B has significant value. So when we talk about elite wealth strategies, it's a bundle of numerous strategies coming together to create significant value, quite often far and above what a traditional asset allocation does. And in that regard, quite often the cost of having that level of management is equal to or even less than what people are paying now. And that's what people are looking for is true value from working with a professional. And that's what we do at Wealthcare, and that's why we provide what we say is a higher level of planning and management for clientele. And that's what we show people in our planning, comparing what they're doing now, what they could be doing with our Elite Wealth Strategies programs. You've been planning for your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroy your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second opinion. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is the best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our higher level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Want to learn how you can make the most out of every dollar you've saved for retirement? You've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Elite Wealth Strategies radio program with Bruce Smith and Rayanne Heaster. Welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies. I am your host, Rayanne Heaster. I'm here with my co-host, Bruce Smith, who's right. He is pretty talkative. <laughs> I didn't say it last time, but I'll say it this time, okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last segment, um, we were talking about why it's beneficial to work with a professional. Um, I thought that was pretty insightful. Uh, but when it comes to their, when it comes to a consumer's investments, how do you establish a primary investment objective? Uh, that's woo. That's boy, bring it in. Put me on the wall on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the primary investment objective it's it's quite different than when you're younger. Uh, I mean, I think that the, the one word answer most people have is growth. I want to make money. I want to make money in my money. That's my goal. You it's know, I, yeah. build me a portfolio that make me a lot of money. You know. And, but retirement, when you talk about a primary investment objective in retirement, there's a lot of moving pieces. You know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, first of all, for the first time, you probably find yourself withdrawing money, taking money out of that out of that portfolio. So that becomes an issue. So you want growth, number one. Uh, number two, 
you know, uh, and, and we hear this from most people, well, I want to take money out, but I want to keep my, my portfolio stable. I don't want it going down in value. Well, you know, if, if times are good, that's great. In times of high interest rates, that's great. You know, there's a lot of conditions where that will work. Uh, but if you've got declining markets, if you've got low interest rate environments, uh, you know, you're taking withdrawals, well, that's pretty tough. You know, so, so chances are you're not going to see that. And that's a point of contention for a lot of people like, hey, you know, uh, I took out X amount of dollars this year. And not only did my account go down by how much I took, it went down even more than that. And I'm getting concerned because my nest egg is shrinking at a time that I don't want it to shrink. Uh, then you've got, you know, you're depleting assets. So, uh, and then the, the next zinger with that one is taxes. You know, well, hold on a second. I told you I needed 60000 You know, how come we took out $80,000? Why did that happen? Well, you know, you needed sixty to spend, but Uncle Sam needed to spend some money too. So we sent about fifteen dollars or $18,000 to Uncle Sam. And then uh, the one, my, my personal favorite is, you know, that, and please, 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 if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, do not get sucked into this one. Do not get sucked into the financial industries thing out there that if you have this amount of money, you're going to be fine. You know, if you have this amount of money, you, if you saved a million dollars, once you hit a million dollars, you're safe, you can retire, you're good. You know, if we didn't learn anything from COVID, if we didn't learn anything from supply chain shortages, if we didn't learn anything from inflation, if we haven't learned anything from ridiculous car prices, if we haven't learned anything from $5 a dozen eggs, Okay, it's the fact that, you know, can you imagine being five years into retirement and seeing all of these things happening? You know, I mean, listen, I have sat down with people who are retired that were retired for five years when COVID hit, that were retired for five years when they tried to replace a vehicle. And all of a sudden there weren't any good deals out there. You know, I have basically dealers wouldn't return their call, even though they had that special code number with Ford or Chevy that they would get employee pricing. They wouldn't return their call. They wouldn't sell them a car at that price because they didn't have to, you know, that they call me and say, Bruce, you know, here's how much my grocery bills are. Bruce, here's how much this went up. Here's how much my electric's going up. You know, so, so change is very real. So having a plan is so very critical, but in a portfolio, you know, your objective should just be growth. It really needs to be, you know, number one, to retain wealth first. How do I retain the wealth that I have in adverse conditions? And then how do I create wealth when those opportunities exist? You can't be unrealistic and say, no matter what the market does, you know, I want to be in the market. I always want to make money. Well, that doesn't work. You know, it, people have that mindset or I have always done this. Or, I mean, even now it amazes me that I still have people telling me, I remember when, Interest rates were 14%. Hmm. Yeah. Interest rates haven't been 14% since the 80s, <laughs> okay? And maybe I remember. No, I don't think I remember. I think I heard about it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that as far as my age. But, you know, people, they do remember that. You know, maybe they've been retired for a number of years. But, you know, look, ladies and gentlemen, that, it, that was also the Jimmy Carter years. That's whenever inflation was 18%. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go back there, Okay. Um, housing, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, changes in housing because now interest rates, you know, you're not getting that 2%, 3% money to build a house. You know, that game has changed. So the constant has changed. So when you, when you talk about a, an investment objective, don't let yourself get sucked into the wall street. Um, you know, well, growth is fine and plug in a few numbers, use a couple of thumb rules and you're going to be fine. In the last segment, we talked about the importance of having, you know, wealth protection, wealth preservation, wealth enhancement with smart tax planning strategies. So using strategies far and beyond that of just asset allocation, and then that helps you create an investment objective that is, is, is at a higher level than the traditional. And what it does is it lets you, you know, follow rules like Warren Buffett saying, don't lose money. You know, holding on to your money is pretty important, especially, you know, when you are no longer earning a paycheck. You know, making that money last, you know, it's, it's making money whenever the market has the opportunity, but holding on to money and holding on to that money, not just in the face of a declining market, but holding on to that money in the face of rising taxes. So all of these pieces come together. You know, a penny saved is a penny earned, you know, the old Ben Franklin thing. Well, you know, guess what? When you, when you talk about money compounding, you know, you can save a dollar on taxes, but that, that also means that that dollar 
it stays in your investment account. You didn't pay out in taxes and it keeps growing. So you didn't just save a dollar. You may have saved a dollar that turns into two or three dollars. So that primary investment objective is a different animal. It's, it's basically, again, taking it to a higher level, again, to squeeze every possible bit of juice out of that financial orange. So that's, that's our approach to it, which is broader and I think more universal and drawing from a bigger pool than what you'll traditionally hear from most of the Wall Street, the insurance company, or the banking solutions out there. Great question, Rayanne. Okay, Rayanne stuck me with that one. <laughs> so I'm going to zing one right back at her. <laughs> uh, Rayanne, I'm going to throw a term at you since this, I, th- I believe this is probably the number one concern and problem for most retirees. Um, So I'm going to throw this one at you and let's see how Rand reacts on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, um, how about the cost of healthcare? How how do you react Uh, to that, Rand? I cringe a little. Uh, That's not what she said pre-show. She said she throws up. (laughs) Actually, she used another word, but I won't say that on the air. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not a great thing that you really want to think about, I guess, because uh, there's too many variables for for me personally. I mean, what you know, what what's it going to cost, and basically, what's your coverage? I, it's it can change year to year, and it's the great unknown, isn't it? It, it really is. It's and, and I don't know. I honestly can say I have yet to meet that human, to meet that soul that when you say healthcare costs, they break out in laughter, mm-hmm. unless they're, they're unless they're laughing facetiously, going. <laughs> Healthcare yeah. cost now. Um, yeah, that's it. It is ugly. I mean, I know we pay for healthcare uh, every month, mm. uh, and and it is ridiculous. But you know, the reality of healthcare with regard to retirement is, um, you know, we all know that things hurt more. We know that things break easier. We know that uh, things are aged. Uh, things don't work as well necessarily. Uh, things begin to fail or or uh, slow down, uh, you know. So all of these all these things that that you didn't have problems with your whole life uh, now become center stage, and you know the cost of of of, of a, a stay in a hospital is very expensive. The rehabilitation costs have gone out of sight, and God forbid if you have to be in a rehabilitative oh, care facility, gosh, yeah. heaven forbid. So, uh, and, and I've, I've made this comment many times. I said, you know, and, and over the last 20 years, I've watched them build this amazing machine that is designed specifically to relieve you of your wealth uh, while you're still on this earth, you know, in the form of the long-term care scenario, homes and, and facilities and what have you. Um, so, you know, healthcare is a big deal. Um, you know, what is the cost? So, you know, there's a study that was done um, last year and, and you know, this I thought was interesting information. For most people, again, if you don't have a plan, you are marching into the great unknown when it comes to healthcare. If you have a plan, like we build a living, breathing plan. For every one of our clients, you have a plan. And, and that plan, it's, it's there day one, it's there when we do our reviews, it's there when you have a question. And, and the one thing we guarantee you in retirement is change. You're going to have change. So if they say, well, I'm worried about healthcare," and say, okay, so here is uh, from this study, uh, this came from, actually from, came from healthcare.gov. Um, and so the 2022 marketplace silver plan monthly cost per person for non-smoker, this is the national average, um, a, an age 64 uh, person, it was $1,335. So the premium was 1027 and an estimated out-of-pocket about $308. So $1,300 a month. So if you look at that, um, you know, so about 15 grand. So let's say, let's just say that that's uh, 30 grand a year. So what we do is we go into the plan and we say, okay, let's plug in a $30,000 a year for the couple uh, expenditure at that age. And let's see what that looks like. So, you know, we can look at the plan and, and, and know what that cost looks like, but, you know, factor it as an expense. Now, granted, over their lifetime, you know, that out-of-pocket expense might be a couple hundred thousand dollars, might be $300,000. But again, that occurred over a lifetime. Now, this, I think, is the prima facie case for you've got to get the maximum value out of everything you're doing in retirement. You know, if we can save you, uh, let's say we can create a two or three or $400,000 savings in taxes 
over your lifetime, well, that could easily be the funding vehicle that covers that wealth, that health care expense. So, you know, these are the key things that people have to look at is number one is by having a plan, you can test these scenarios, run these expenses, build them in and see what the impact really looks like over time and then explore opportunities by which to pay them to give you that comfort, to give you that understanding, to give you that knowledge in advance of saying, okay, we've considered it, we know the impact and we can still have the lifestyle we want over time. Instead of it being a kind of day-to-day, we'll see what happens and we'll see where we end up and, and maybe we have to crush our lifestyle and blow everything out by the time we're 72 and then just do beanie weenie and ramen noodles till we're 90. You know, nobody wants to have that in their lifestyle. But again, if you want to maximize the lifetime benefits available to you and your family, we believe you need a higher level of planning and management for your wealth over your lifetime. And that's what we provide at the Wealthcare Investment Center. So don't hesitate to reach out to us with your questions. Brian, thank you for your time today. It's been a blast once again. Thanks, Bruce. And, and to our listeners, thank you for your, your loyal listening to us. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealth Care Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the WealthCare Investment Center.